Welcome to the second episode of Sex and Boba. I'm your host Oliver Wong. I'm your second host Teresa Low. All right, okay, Teresa. What are we gonna talk about this week? Want to talk about my outfit? I think we have to because I've been staring at your um pubic hair. It looks very <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I could see it. Oh no, I have not been trimming. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great because even like an untrimmed Asian bush, that's a, a fetish. Yeah, that's true. People love Asian bushes. For those listeners who cannot see my outfit, I'm basically wearing a leather suit, but it's really revealing. So you can see my entire body, and then the only thing that you cannot see is basically my genital. And also, he described it as a suit but it's really more of a thong yeah. and then a, um, some sort of belt exactly or no suspenders, a suspenders it's, it's, yeah it's a more thong. like a suspender made of leather yeah and then i like that uh, my there's an opening in front of my penis so i can pee <laughs> yeah it looks great I, you, it's really stylish have you wear something like this i have stuff like that at home oh really yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised because I um I I really was into dominatrix stuff for a brief period of time. Yeah. I even considered being a professional dominatrix. You would be a good one. I think I'd be a good one, but I actually decided it was better to just have submissive men mm. instead of actually doing a service of men coming in and out. Like I didn't want to actually have a dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would just find these like I oh, one time I found this guy off Craigslist, and for a few months he'd come over and like clean and stuff, or like I would use like kink apps and all that <laughs> stuff. So it was better to have a boyfriend, at least for me. Yeah, like yeah. Business. At least they can do house chores for you. House chores, yeah. Because I didn't want to have sex with like a stranger in a dominatrix mm, setting, but yeah. like it was fun for me to have a boyfriend that I could like yell at and then have sex. With. So have you been paid to be a dominatrix? <sighs> Never in the official form, where like you know I had a dungeon and he paid yeah. me that. It was more of a like um, if I had a submissive guy, he'd buy me gifts or like things like that. So it's more just like that kind of stuff, but yeah. never like official pay. I wonder when did you realize you can tap into your dominatrix energy? Like when do you realize that? I went to a seminar. It was a dating seminar, and yeah. I thought it was just a dating seminar, but turned out I was like a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I guess old dating cinema is some kind of sex code. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And like the woman was a really famous dominatrix and she just like really blew my mind. Basically, I never truly understood the power of the pussy. And she, you know, <laughs> I didn't know that. And like, because when I was in my 20s, you know, I had like nice boyfriends and they would always do really sweet things for me. But I never really understood it was because I was like a woman. You yeah. Know? And then when I got a little older and I met this other like dominatrix lady, she really just really told it. She really spelled it out for you. Like women are so powerful. Um, if they know how to control it and embrace it. And so she kind of gave me all these tips and I tried it out. I was like, everything she's saying is working oh and it really God. like blew my mind. What did it teach you? Tell us one tip. Oh my gosh. One of the things she taught me is that women fall in love with um, a man through sex. Like yeah. through it, the uh, chemicals released there. Yeah. But men don't fall in love through sex. They can have sex with anything and don't care about Look the person. Look at me. <laughs> I am the example. But um, men fall in love with women who, if they do things for them, yeah, like if they go out and buy you tampons, if they go pick you up, yeah, they, they give date. you drugs, <laughs> yeah. They, but they basically have to do things for you, and yeah. so women who just give it away for free don't realize yeah. like you're gonna fall in love with him, he's not gonna fall in love with you, yeah. But if you, even as a woman, never give it up, but you keep making him do things for At you, first, he'll he will fall, fall in, in love. love. Oh, yeah. that's the trick. You gotta make him do stuff. for oh you. Oh my god! So and I, I don't think. I should have sex for free anymore if I want to look for love. <laughs> you gotta make them do stuff for you. Yeah. You gotta be like, hey, 
go to CVS, buy me some chips. <laughs> Add to my podcast. <laughs> Subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, tip me on Venmo yes. and OnlyFans. Yeah, but that makes them love you. So you still have this leather outfit in your home. I have a leather outfit where it's like, um, more like one of those like you know like when Britney Spears did that. Um, uh, Oops, I did it again. Video. Yeah, the and red hers was red. Yeah. Mine is black. Okay, and I have one of those. I got it from the Hustler. And like, they do have the Hustler you website. still wear it? I have it. I don't really have a need to wear yeah. it, but like I had one, and then I had like um, it was kind of like a how do I describe it? Like um, like more of a jumpsuit type of thing, or no leotard. That's the right word. A leotard, but also like a more leathery feeling. Yeah. Um, and then I have like an outfit where it's almost like a fishnetty type lingerie, yeah. and they liked that. Um, and then I had these like. Um, when I did pole dancing, I have these like big boots things, and I would wear that with you that. You have done pole dancing? Yeah, but through class, I didn't do it uh, in person oh, okay. because I want. There's a time when I actually considered being a stripper. Yeah, but and it's not because I don't like. I'm stripping. getting to know you too much. <laughs> too much, but like I, it's because I'm not a good dancer. Yeah, because in LA, you can't just be hot. You actually have to know how to dance. Here yeah, <laughs> everyone can dance here. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't really compete with these girls. So I just didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say something. You are really actually sexually adventurous. Oh, yeah. but I'm a hidden freak. Yeah, Maybe that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to do things, but I don't like uh, a lot of people to bother me about it. Okay, so do you like cosplay sex? I personally, yes. you do. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to dress up as? I don't think I love cosplay because it takes me out of my character, and I don't like that. Oh, I'm I, not a good actor. You, I cannot act as a doctor or a nurse or a student, whatever. I can only act as myself. Oh, I love cosplay. Like I have this little nurse outfit, <laughs> <laughs> or I have a little student outfit. So the weird thing about me is, like, I could look really, really young in like a scary, like, pedo way. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And then, and then, you know, just being Asian, I can look like an anime doll yeah. with certain dolls. So I really could freakishly, like, be anybody's fan. And you have done that? And I've done a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write a script? Like, Did if I you, write a script? If you dress up as a nurse... Oh, there must be some kind of character play, oh, right? Well, I think the costume creates a script for you. Oh, so right? it's improvised. It, yeah, you just improv. <laughs> like, oh, do you need a sponge bath? Okay, let's sponges. play. Yeah, yes, and. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, like for instance, when you wear this like leather thing, it makes you feel different than if you just wore like regular boxer shorts, right? Like when you wear this, what do you think about of yourself? I'm just like a really a uh, slutty, powerful gay man. <laughs> But I think I'm still me out of a one. I don't play a different character. But you feel more powerful wearing this than if you just wore like a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, so and you then feel different. I feel different. And feel this different. is really sexually empowering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious. So you dress up as a nurse. Does the guy dress up as a patient? If he just wore even just a um, t-shirt, he just looks like... Because I'm clearly there to service him as a nurse, yeah. right? So he can kind of wear whatever he wants. Yeah, okay. Can you tell us what kind of lines would you say? I would oh, just be like... Pretend I'm the patient. I'd be like, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay today? I, I'm feeling okay, nurse. Do Tur you need a sponge bath? Yeah, I need a sponge bath, please. I hurt so bad. Maybe you should take off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, "You're gay." You're like nothing about. And you see, I cannot、on. act. I just feel like everything is so funny. Why have you dressed up other than nurse? What other than nurse? I've done a schoolgirl. I've done like a stripper look. I've done.、Um, I one time had this like.、Uh, It's like a kind of a cop, more like more of a security guard. It, you have. It didn't really look like a cop, um, because it's kind of cheap. And then um, I had an angel outfit. <laughs> I've had like the dominatrix outfit. I think I've seen the angel outfit on、yes. your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I also wear that when I'm bone. <laughs> Bonely an angel. <laughs> Last episode, we are talking about you want to start a church. You should start a church and wearing the angel outfit.、Oh, people would love it. <laughs> I think people would join my church. It'd be really who, sweaty. Who are you saying as an angel? As an angel, I don't even think I would have to say much. I think it's just kind of like seeing the costume. Yeah. And then I think when you wear the outfit, you kind of start acting like the outfit, right? You act a little lighter. Yeah. And so even just boning while wearing it is like fun. Yeah. You know? So. Is it usually in you? You are like, hey, let's do cosplay, or the guy ask for it.、Uh, I think the first time I introduced with this particular person was that I was like, oh, I'll wear this for you for one time, and then you really liked it, and then so then he just started buying me different types of outfits, and then we just it almost looks like every week.、Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's actually a pretty good improv exercise. I wonder <laughs> if Groundlings and the Second City can teach their students about this. Just buy outfit and do cosplay at bedrooms. And that's the only way that any of those people will make any money. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna get it from your dumbass improv show. <laughs> yes, and be poor. <laughs> I have actually taken improv class at the Second City before, and I went through the entire program. I really enjoyed it, but improv is not really a way to make money. No, it does help you give you the skill to like BS, and that's it. Yeah, but actual improv, no, no one cares about. Yeah,、that. no one cares about. It's fun. It's fun. It's a hobby. <laughs> yes, that's the thing too. Is like a lot of people who do like theater and stuff, they can make money if they do like burlesque or something、yeah. sexy. But if they try to be all moral and like cool about it, it's like you're not gonna make money unless your dad. Bought you a play, you know. <laughs>、yeah. I'm just like, sorry. Or find a sugar daddy. Yeah, find、yeah. a sugar daddy. Yeah, everyone yeah. needs some sort of money. Exactly, it's really hard to become any sort of actor. Oh my god, I just want to say, you know, a lot of、uh, porn stars they are really good at acting, and some of them they also pursue mainstream acting careers. Wow. Yeah, they they are trying, and then you know, obviously, some random people they will be like, oh, porn stars cannot act, blah blah、mm. blah. Okay. I would say a lot of porn star can act, and a lot of porn star cannot act. But people will be like, "Well, if you are a porn star, it's really hard to get a mainstream acting gig." And I, 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 I would be like, "Yeah, that is true. But even if you don't do porn, it's still very hard to get a mainstream <laughs> acting gig, anyways." You know what's funny is Me Too actually opened the door for porn stars to get mainstream gigs because it's like, why would you hire someone who's just gonna fight and be like, they made me be nude, they made me、yeah. kiss, versus if you just hire a porn star who's not gonna give you any trouble and like they're gonna be very pleasant, just give them a part. They're exactly. comfortable with it, exactly, and they are really comfortable with their body, sexuality, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I hate the people who take the job. Like, it's one thing if you didn't get the script and then they added stuff after you've agreed to the script, but 
no one ever does that. You get the script yeah. first, you take the job, then you've agreed to that job. You've agreed to be naked and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you read the script, you know how you are getting yourself into. You know there's a sex scene stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't take the job if you're not comfortable. Like it's okay if you're not comfortable, but don't take the job and then change and then get mad. Yeah. You know, recent. I, I mean, I've not been on any mainstream set, like ever. I guess. I mean, I have, but not like Hollywood mainstream. And then you know, right now, I think they have an uh, intimacy coordinator on set. Mm. Yeah, you you heard about that, right? I heard about. I actually like the idea yeah. because a lot of the intimacy coordinators are women, and yeah. so I kind of like to have that women get to control sex scenes now yeah. in mainstream. Because there's a show um right now called Sex Life on Netflix. Yes, and like. What I think is really funny about it, you can tell a woman wrote that show was because every scene is just the main character getting fingered. Where it's just like, you know, like back in the day when they did a sex scene, it's just like the boning. There wasn't even any foreplay or all that stuff. This is more like, it's all about what do women actually want yeah. and do. Yeah. So I, I like it. You actually. like to be fingered? I prefer fingering. Than penetration. I like penetration too, but I can't get off with just penetration. penetration. Yeah. What if the guy is touching you while he's penetrating you? Oh, really? All that's good. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But you cannot get off. No. Right. Only fingering. Only fingering or like a vibrator or something. But oh. I enjoy penetration. Yeah. But it's just more about one way works and one way is just enjoyable. How many times can you come doing sex? I can come uh, multiple times, oh, actually. Wow. But he has to do the other way. It can't just be like penetration for an hour would you ask her for it ask her for fingering am i asking too much <laughs> no, no no i'm trying to think it's like do i actually ask for it because i kind of think about it it's like usually what happens is foreplay they kind of do it anyway yes and then i think when i say like i actually they if they ask me they're like how do you come yeah and then i say usually fingering and then after that they tend to do it because they kind of realize that's no the only why. way okay yeah I see. so it, i guess it communication the first time I might say it, but then they just kind of do it after that. Yeah. I don't have to keep asking. Okay. I mean. So would you prefer they finish in fingering? No, I don't really mind after that. Yeah. I feel like if I already came like one time, it, but usually fine. if they do it more, even better. But yeah. I'm not like, I have to come. Yeah. Why are we talking about fingering? Because intimacy coordinator oh, right. and the okay. sex yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then I'm curious. So when you are watching porn, watching sexual content do you like watching fingering now if you think about it, do i actually like watching it i think so but it's not like i can watch like a ton of it but yeah. i do like watching it yeah versus like if i watch someone get a blowjob or get um female head i don't need to watch it yeah yeah so maybe you're right maybe i like only watching fingering or uh, penetration yeah i like yeah. actually watching people kiss oh really yeah i think kissing's fun it, it doesn't turn me on oh, but i like yeah. watching it yeah because at least it makes me fakely believe they like each uh, other because i also like to know that they like each other yeah yeah when you watch porn do you watch the stories do i watch for the story yeah sometimes sometimes not like sometimes i'll just purely based on if i think the person is attractive, but yeah. also what I find attractive kind of changes. Per it's almost just like you see it and you you know. Yeah. Um. But sometimes I do like certain stories. Yeah. Like I, I think also because I do it myself, but I like age gaps. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't like it where it's like ten years where like you can't really tell. You want I want 20 it to be years, like thirty years. Yeah, I want it to be like I can tell your different yeah. ages. Um. A guy with a white hair and then a young 
girl. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a thing for me. And then I also like watching Asian porn yeah, with a girl too. Asian. Me too. Yeah. 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 What yeah. kind of porn do you like? I also like watch interracial porn, and one of them is an Asian. Mm. And sometimes I watch straight porn too. So sometimes oh. it will be an Asian girl. With a different race guy. So you watch straight porn. I do watch straight porn as well. well. I think because I project myself as the girl. Oh, as the girl. And oh. I want the straight guy to fuck me. Oh, I see. Yeah. And if you... This is so funny. Like, I write porn with stories, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also help me do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but when I watch porn, I don't think I watch stories. But it's because I'm not a target audience. Well, what's interesting about the story is I don't need to watch the story leading up to the thing, but the story helps when they're boning. Like if I'm like, oh, that's the friend or something, or like they're on a vacation together. You need a that premise. helps. Yeah, yeah, I like the premise, but I don't necessarily need story it's the details. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're right. I I do like premises. Yeah, so. Speak of writing porn, because you and I, we both have experience in that. Let's talk about that, because you and I, we are both writers. We are creative animals, and mm-hmm. then now we are writing pornos. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> I, I, every time you ask me to write something for you or edit something for you, I feel so much joy. Like, thank you so much, Oliver, for the work. I really <laughs> thank you for keeping me alive in Los Angeles. So I appreciate that. Um, but also, I think it is fun. Yeah. And like, it, it's something to be creative with. And like, um, I lo- it's it's the same thing, even writing something mainstream or porno, it's like funny to like write something on a piece of paper and then watch it go through the process. And you're like, wow, from paper to like real human beings are yeah. doing it. It's like really exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think people don't realize how much time we put into our scripts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, it can take like a whole day to write one script. Yes! <laughs> and then you you wrote a funny pilot about yourself where one of the um, scenes was like a porn person was like, why are these like scripts so detailed? And like, why does it have so much dialogue? And I was like, Oliver. Like, so has someone ever said that to you? Some people, they would be like, oh, it's too much dialogue. Yeah, I've received feedback like that. I But here's my pushback. I feel like there are all kind of people who like all kinds of porn. So even if you don't like porn with dialogue, that maybe just means that you are not a target audience. There are target audience out there who like to to watch porn for the story, you know? And also, you know, since everything's online, they could like, Fast forward. Yeah, fast it's forward. It's like not a big deal to put it in yeah, there. Yeah, people were joking that if you want to punish a person, just have them watch the porn for the story and then <laughs> without actually showing the sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clip that you put on like porn or something. Yeah. Just the plot. <laughs> None of the sex. Imagine uh, all the prisoners, they have to watch porn back. They can only watch the story. <laughs> That is a bigger punishment than actually put them into an isolated cell. I actually think that might be true, especially if they think they're about to get the sex and then it cuts off. Yeah. They maybe see one kiss and then it's over. That is actually true, I think, for all human beings. They just, if they are going to watch a porno, they they have to watch the penetration. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think everybody wants that. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of watching a porn. Yeah. You know, it's almost like if you go to a movie and they promise a horror film and there's no, like, horror, you're like, why did I come yeah, here? Same yeah. thing with porn. It's like, I want to see certain things. Do you watch lesbian porn? 
I sometimes watch lesbian oh, porn, okay. but that's not like really what I gravitate to. But I will sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what reason? Because you've seen the girls are hot. I think it's like you know I go to the free websites and then um, whatever kind of pops up in the front, and then I'll just like look around to see what uh, I want to click on. Yeah. And so it's really kind of an interesting thing. Is like. I have a hard time saying like what makes me want to click that day. It's just more like it, the image will pop up and I'll decide if that's what I want to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sometimes I've noticed that I would just go back to the same clip again and again. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I guess there's a few clips that I've seen maybe once or twice before and that I'll look for. But the, usually what happens is it just disappears. I feel like you can never find it again. Yeah, unless you download it. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess unless you pay for it. You'll, yeah. Maybe that's the purpose of how these websites work too. Is like you have to buy, like people don't really, people who love porn realize it. Yeah. But everyone else is like, if you want to see that again, you might have to buy it because it's got to be gone. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a really niche fetish, you most likely have to pay for a site yeah, in order to fulfill site. your fetish. Yeah. And it's easier once you pay for a site, it's just there versus surfing around. You could just waste so much time surfing. It's like not you have not paid for porn. Me, I paid for porn before, Uh, and then also I get free porn. So it's oh, that's true. Hustler hustler and you. So it's a little bit. I don't have to buy porn, but I've paid for porn before. I remember the first time I met someone who paid for porn. Yeah, and I was like, why would you pay? There's so much free stuff. And he explained it to me. He's like. Um, when you pay, it's just right there versus if you don't pay, you're always searching around online. The clips are gone. It's just a headache. And he was like, it's only like 10 bucks a month, which is kind of true. It's yeah. like, why not just do it? So he said he paid for a certain niche. It's true. It's, true. it's yeah. cheaper than HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, oh my God, you know, it's so funny. Uh, I was at the Avian convention this January, mm-hmm. two months ago. And then I, you know, Avian happens at the same time as CES convention. Do you know CES? Uh, Consumer Electronic. Oh, <laughs> Consumer okay. Electronic, uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and then there are a lot of entrepreneurs, doctors, lawyers who go to CES, right? Yeah. And then because it happens at the same time as AVN, so all these uh, attendees who are at the CES, they will just wander around and come to AVN. Do, are they allowed to? They have to buy a different pass. Oh, but they can buy a pass. They can buy a pass. Oh, and they do. And they do. And then mm-hmm. when I was at the AVN convention, there was this doctor. <laughs> he just saw me with a pass and I was going to leave the convention and then he noticed that I was leaving. So he asked me, hey, can I use your pass and oh. just get in to wander around? And I said, you cannot just have the pass. You also need to have the wristband, which they will only give you when you check in. Mm. And I cannot give you my wristband. Otherwise, I will lose my wristband. Yeah. Right. And then he was like, okay, sure, it's fine. And then we just start chatting and then he said he and his friend, they share a Prong hub account a pay premium prong hub account <laughs> he and his friend and then just right there in the casino he just logging his prong hub and showing me like the prong star that he liked and he is a doctor <laughs> that's the thing it's like they feel so comfortable with us yeah. like that's the thing it's like mainstream society like if we were to like walk down the street and they knew what we did they'd probably would be a little judgy but then when they know that like we won't tell then they're like this is a blah 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 and they tell you so many secrets yeah they, they're dying to tell somebody exactly they want to tell and surprisingly i've been doing porn for about a little bit over an year mm-hmm. all my friends and family are really supportive yeah yeah how about you as a hustler writer do you have any pushback from your friends and family ever so 
in the beginning when I first started writing for them, I also like write for a bunch of random other stuff. So I would never really mention Hustler. And then like with time, I finally started to share it more when I started doing comedy. And then when I started sharing it more, people were cool with it. But I kind of hid it for the majority of time. Like I think I only started telling people about it maybe like when I started in comedy, so maybe four or five years ago. But then, yeah, everyone's been cool. I'm really surprised how cool everyone yeah. is. How long have you been writing for them? Eight years. Oh, eight years. So I hit wow. it for maybe like half the time. Wow. Yeah. What is the most interesting article you have ever written? I think one of the was when it was more personal where um, there's like a study about AirPods that like one out of five people who own AirPods have sex while wearing them yeah and so me and the guy I was dating at the time we didn't have airpods and so we just used headphones and we both had headphones on while we had sex and so we got to kind of experience what that was like and like when you have like air or any type of headphones and the other person's listening to something different you feel disconnected from them but kind of in a fun way it's almost like having sex inside like a float tank or something like it's an out-of-body experience and I can kind of see now why people wear airpods when they have sex because you can almost have sex with a stranger and not even notice like you're, you're having sex but you could care less who the other person this is, is. so interesting yeah and i like kind of loved it and like the crazy thing is the guy i was dating at the time he was the one i think i told you in the last episode where um he never really wanted to have sex with me i had to beg him to do this experiment and i was like it's not like you're gonna be pictures and it's not like anything like that it's just we just have to have sex and he was like oh i don't want to and i was like man this is go- we're, we're gonna break up and of course we did break <laughs> up but he like never wanted to have sex with me but i almost wonder if he liked the airpods so maybe he can imagine <laughs> i was a man <laughs> that is so interesting i feel like there should be a term for this fetish I think there is, but I don't know the term. Yeah. But I've heard um, that Leonardo DiCaprio wears yes, headphones I heard of that too. while he has sex, and I think it's because he doesn't care about anyone he has sex with. Yeah, and so he puts them on. He can just zone out, and the woman does all the work. Yeah, and so there's something kind of interesting about wearing them because I think it's the detachment you they detach. are looking for. It's, yeah, and it's really, it's really. Fun. I actually recommend someone everyone try it once because you really detach from your body, and it's so fascinating. I wonder what Leo is listening to when he's having sex. Probably himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the, the wolf of Wall the Street. The wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the <laughs> revenant. <laughs> Him and the bear. <laughs> Titanic theme song. I always felt like Leonardo DiCaprio, only woman he loved was Kate Winslet. Really? I feel like he loved her, but I think she wasn't interested because she knew he's a fuckboy. Yeah. But everyone else, I could tell he doesn't love any of them. I actually think it's not complimentary to be his girlfriend like those girls who date him for like clout because you know like yeah. you know he, they're just with him for fame but i'm like you're not getting positive fame you're actually being viewed as a throwaway young woman yeah like, no one views you yeah, in a good way no one would take you seriously right? it's not positive it's anymore not. yeah yeah but i would still love to fuck leo <laughs> i think i would like to because he's hot yeah but i think if they're no doing longer it for, but sure yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> but if they're doing it for clout i don't think that's the right clout yeah because he's not he doesn't love you yeah like it's very different if he was rich and like married you like uh dane cook married some like 19 year old or something right but he loves her oh yeah it's that's like true. they're married so no and treat people treat her nice because yeah. he loves her yeah no one cares no one cares about leonardo girlfriend yeah they're like a punchline i wonder if leo is on raya <laughs> i bet 
that's how he meets them. Yeah. Or maybe his agent sets him up. There's no way these women just love him. Yeah. Imagine being Leo's agent and then you have to find him girlfriends. I've heard that though. Like yeah. those really rich guys will just look in a magazine and be like, oh, I like this girl. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about the whole idea of modeling is yeah. like, I always say this too, is like if you're a smart model, you use your looks to marry well. Yeah. And the ones who don't, I'm like, well, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? You have to marry well. And like, I think if they think they're too good, like my career. So like, no, every high level model married someone rich. Yeah. Like they don't even just date them. You have to marry someone. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. And they will marry a model. So it's like if you were stupid and like, I'm too good to get married. That was your only meal. Yes, ticket. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your vagina, your look is your ATM. Yes. <laughs> marry well. And I think a lot of people who don't get it think that like it's not feminist. But yes. Like, I want to ask you about that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. How do you feel about people who would be like, well, woman, we should be independent. We should not rely on men, stuff like that. Everyone who tells that to you is lying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what is very interesting to me is like a lot of things that are taught to me or like taught to girls is in theory, right? But in real life, world is sexist, world is racist, world is ageist. So if you accept the rules of the world, you can work around that. Yeah. But if you don't accept it, you're just going to always be failing because you're wrong. Like for instance, like um, me, I'm a woman and I live alone. I shouldn't say that because don't rob me. But like... <laughs> but like when one time I'd have to have someone come to my home to fix something and I'm by myself and if the guy's nice I don't care but if he's creepy I'm like oh yeah my husband's downstairs you have to mm. say stuff like that because they're not going to respect you they're scared of a man you mm. have to say that so, mm. or like as a woman I can't necessarily run around um, and jog certain places but maybe a man could yeah. there's just certain things that I'm like you would be lying to yourself if you don't realize that. And I remember that when I was in my 20s, I was super feminist where like, I want to just work. And if I marry someone, it's because I love them, but I'm not going to marry for this. You know, everything was about like, do the right thing, be perfect. And then what's interesting is like, I think when I joined the Seeking Arrangement, I think I was like 29 or 30. It was like towards that period of time. And I would... I remember my 20s when I was like working so hard, I would beg for raises and I barely made any money. Like I made enough to live, but not like a lot. And then when I was on Seeking Arrangement and I would meet these guys and they were like bosses and CEOs and stuff, they were willing to just shower me money just to be their girlfriend. And I was like, I bet if I worked for you, you wouldn't give me anything. (laughs) You would just pay me $15 per hour without health insurance. But as a girlfriend, they don't mind throwing you all this bullshit. It was like a completely different game and I just kind of realized I was like I could lie to myself and be like yeah I'm gonna be a hard-working this or this and this and I was like what if I was just pretty and smiled at some rich guy my life would be so much better and it was really hard for me to admit that but I was like I think it's true and when I kind of like (laughs) accepted that my life became so much easier sometimes I wish I can just be handsome and stupid (laughs) you know (laughs) I don't have to do the math. I don't have to do my tax. I don't have to find a job. I don't have to learn how to write a resume. I don't have to set up a LinkedIn account. I can just wake up and fuck a guy and just live the rest of my life. 
I wish that people knew I was not smart. Like I, just, <laughs> I like I feel like I feel like my intelligence gave it away. Like being a comic is bad because like men are like, oh no, she's smart. She knows yeah, what's happening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh no. When people thought I was just dumb, I'd be like, oh, I can't do anything. And then they'd all help me. All the you time. just produce a documentary. People know you are smart. I know. I'm people like, know no. you can. People know you can put things together. And now, now I'm like, damn, and I have to work my whole life. <laughs> I ruined my own life. I like I ruined my own end game because I oh my god, I would love to just marry rich and not work. Like you know how people are like, what's your dream? I don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like when people are like, oh you What's know, your dream job? I don't have one. I don't want to work. Like it's true. It's like I don't want I don't want anyone to be mean to me. Yeah. So I don't want to live in like a you know, like with a man who's controlling and mean. But if it was really just like, here's some money, go shopping while I work, I was like, okay. Yeah. Great. I would be I would be stupid. Exactly. I would wear the little outfits and get my hair done every day. I would love that life. I would love the housewife life. Like when I see like Real Housewives of like Beverly Hills, I was like, I that want to be life. you. I want to be them so bad. But badly. you know what? Those housewives they don't know how to put together a documentary. Yeah, and they're <laughs> stupid, and that's why they're so happy. Or at least, at least that's why they have the life I want. Well, yeah. But like I can't have that now, and so it's really tough. It's like, man, that's the thing too. Is like sometimes you can't get what you want because. If people know a certain thing, you're not gonna get it. I've already ruined my uh, intelligence. I, yeah, uh, I probably life, yeah. could have tricked people 15 years ago, but I can't trick anybody now. Oh my god, I so was I'm going screwed. to say something. Yeah, never let people know you're smart. Then you have to work forever. It's so hard, but we are we are <laughs> comics. Yeah. Oh, you once said that you know I don't want to suck a dick to get a job. I want to suck a dick to not work. Yeah. I, I mean that. <laughs> yeah. Like if they would, but that's the thing is like to me, if they're not gonna marry you, then you're like, man. Then that means I have to. Work. Yeah, at least pay me ten, uh, one thousand dollars. I can suck your tail <laughs> or ten. <laughs> but then it feels more like a job. Then it feels more like it a job. That's true. Changing. It's like uh, it feels like a job. It is always a job. But yeah. It feels like yeah. one. I've never had any real sugar daddy experience. I mean, one time. So. I'm on OnlyFans. I mean, I'm still on, but I'm not really doing anything on OnlyFans. And recently, I've been posting softcore stuff because I'm just too busy to find guys to have sex and film. So I decided I'm just going to do softcore on OnlyFans. <laughs> but I was doing a little hardcore on OnlyFans. And then there was this sugar daddy mm. on, on my OnlyFans. And then <laughs> he would literally just say good morning to me and then send me $20. <laughs> <gasps> Every morning, or just yeah, for like out? a month. That's a lot. Yeah, and then sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, hi, daddy, I'm going to eat lunch. I'm going to eat ramen," and then he'll just send me twenty dollars. <gasps> wow. Yeah, but I got lost in touch with him because I just got busy, and I uh, think he got a little resentful, or maybe he just found a different sugar baby, you know? Yeah, because if they're giving money, that means they always have the option to find someone else to give money. Yeah, to. and I think if they are giving money, they don't really care who they are giving it to. They just wanna have the attention. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's like if you if you neglect them for a day or two, they're like, oh, "You left me. Yes, I gave you so yes. much." Yeah. So it's always a job. Everything's a different type of job. Yeah. And I feel like you know, I'm kind of introverted where I can like I like people one on one or like really small groups. And so like really working in like like a company where I have to deal with people, it's really draining. To yeah, me, me too. I don't want me to too. Do that. We are writers. We want to be alone. I want to be alone. Yeah. Where just somebody funds us. Like, yeah. where's our benefactor? You yeah, know? exactly. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I don't want to work. I, I, I would even give up comedy. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I love comedy. Would you even give up writing though? 
So if let's say they let me just write at home and I didn't have and they didn't want me necessarily like to travel and all this stuff. Sure. If I just wrote for myself and didn't publish anything and just disappeared. Yeah. I don't think I would care anymore because I feel a little bit like I've had a few successes, not like super famous or anything like that, but just successful enough that I feel like I did something. Yeah. I would be totally cool with just like, here's some money, go on vacation, just watch TV and read all day. Yeah. Something <laughs> it's the life I want. Yeah. I just want something to do. Like somebody asked me like why do you take so many classes still i thought it's because you're trying to like you know be a high-powered woman and blah blah i was like no i have nothing to do with my time <laughs> i was like you're single yeah i'm single and i need to do something with my you time you don't have kids no kids and i like i would love to have kids at one point but then now i'm kind of like it's probably not gonna happen yeah. so it's like how do i'm gonna fill my time yeah. this is how yeah and so like i i do these things at a boredom yeah because i think a little bit about my career is like when i was in my 20s early 20s i was so ambitious i was so ambitious me too yeah. no i was like what was i wasting my time on all these ambitions what a waste well, i, I just want to live a happy life yeah like okay someone asked me once if you could go back in time how and would what change? would you change i almost think i would have been more of a hoe and maybe actually been a full-out sugar baby when oh I was my 22. god i would have so made true. so much money yeah yeah so and then also i would have sold all my eggs <laughs> <laughs> if i can go back in time and change one thing I would not do any internships at Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I was like... When nobody I, cares. Nobody cares. You don't have to meet any of those people. They don't help you. And even if you, free meet, labor. Even if you meet any people, those people will not actually give you any jobs anyways. So, okay. Think about that guy. I'm so obsessed with him. The one who won the Oscar key. Yeah. Like... When he's like, oh, I was at Indiana Jones 40 years ago. It's like Steven Spielberg didn't help you for 40 years. Mm, he couldn't put you as the shop yeah. owner in any movie. To me, I'm a little bit like, why did Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford never help you in 40 years? Yeah. They never did. And now he has to like hug them in public and stuff. I was like, do you really like them? Are you never asking yourself? Don't you feel resentful? Yeah. That's what I really want to know is like, don't you resent them a little bit? Yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. Because that's how I view them. Yeah. As like, they're not your friends. But they you have to pretend your you're their friends. Yes, like, yeah. I can kind of understand if actually they gave him parts throughout the years and they're really small. Yeah. Never gave him anything. He's like, I haven't seen them in 40 years. Like, why? And someone had a really good thing on Facebook where he was like, um, why did they put Shia LaBeouf as the next Indiana Jones? Why didn't they? He, why did Indiana give it to Short Round? Yeah, yeah. And it's like because of racism. Yeah, you could have had a Short course. Round. Yeah. And to me, that disgusts me. So every time people are like Steven Spielberg, because it's Steven Spielberg, of but course. I'm like, why did you not help him in 40 years? He doesn't care. He doesn't they, care. Yeah, it, it's not a friendship for him. No I will assume it's no. all. It's just a work relationship that is meant to be a transactional. And once the movie is done then the relationship is done which i guess is fine yeah he gave him a job yeah, yeah. but also why not give him future jobs to help him a little why bit not? yeah just put him in something yeah. didn't but and then when i think about it is like these two guys were really pro-asian one's white one's asian but the daniels they really wanted to help out other asians yeah. and it's like they had to come along yeah because some of these white guys in the past they don't give a crap yeah 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 you know recently I don't know if it is relevant to what you are talking about, but you, I just met a new writer who just got signed on with the manager and then he is Jewish. And then because he got signed on with the manager and then he said he recently met a lot of uh, working showrunners, working writers. And then he said, all these writers, 
they are all white people still. But because right now, because of the climate, they are looking for more diversity writers, whatever that means. So all these uh, showrunners, white showrunners, they will be looking for uh, people of diversity from all these agencies. So they will go to an agency and be like, hey, I want a writer of color, blah, 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 like that. But the people who is still making the decisions are still white people. That's the point. And they only use you until the climate's over. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, um, I can't remember what year it was. My, maybe it was the Get Out year. And when that was the year that Hollywood was all about black cinema. And this cinema, now that everything everywhere is taking over, it looks like it's all about Asian. Asian. Next year's just going to be white again. Yeah. It never is always this way. It's just... a. Spike. I was very surprised to find out uh, Michelle Yong, she is the first Asian female to win an Oscar acting category. I was really surprised to, to find yeah. that. Yeah. And that was, I think, her first nomination, too. We're just kind of like, it, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. They can pretend all they want. And like when that guy said he did everything everywhere and then lost his health insurance until like the movie really blew up. Yeah. It's like no one was hiring him. Even Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford, his little buddies who like take pictures of them at the Oscars, yeah. they weren't helping him either. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, that's why I kind of feel like, I find Hollywood to be so gross. Yeah. And it's like, well, they have money. So I'm always going to be like, if you give me money, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. But I'm not going to change my life anymore or even try to suck up to those people. Yes. I'm not going to so lick your rude. ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you would lick other people's asses, yeah. but not theirs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I will lick your ass in your bedroom, but I'm not, not going to lick your ass at a <laughs> meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and even at a meeting, too, I'm always like, I remember I would... um. Before I did stand-up, I used to take some meetings. I didn't get a lot, but i get a few. And I would take meetings, and people were so rude to me. And I was a little bit like, why did you even bring me in here? You don't want to hire me. I don't understand why you wasted my time. I didn't say this, but, like, the vibe was always so shitty. They just want to fuck you? That's the vibe? No, it wasn't even about fucking me. Yeah. I think it was almost, maybe it was a diversity thing of, like, maybe we got to meet with someone to look okay. like. To have the appearance of trying, trying to find yeah. a person of diversity. But they were just so rude to me. And so I was like, I'm just giving up. And now it's interesting is because, you know, I think that comedy and pornography made me a more confident person. And I think that like now I make my own stuff and I don't care what other people think. And also when people are rude to me, I like actually name them and like tell everybody. Yeah. And so it's like kind of changed things. You are really brave of I'm doing more that. brave because yeah. I don't care. I'm yeah. just like so-and-so's rude. Yeah. So-and-so's this. And yeah. um. I think that kind of changes it where I was like, oh, I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I, it's like, I'm not rich, but I make a living and yeah. I think other people, they maybe want even more. It's, that is even really hard just to even make a living. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was kind of like, I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just want to say, it's, you know, when I was in film school, all these professors, they were emphasize the importance of networking and meeting people, taking all these meetings, doing all the internships. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, there is value in that, but I don't think people should take an internship with the expectation that it will lead to a job. And then you, I don't think people should go into a networking event and thinking that you will have a job because that is just not gonna happen. And I think the, the only chance that you have a job is, be, is first, you actually, put in work and then second if 
you actually make friends. Well, even nepotism is so real. Yeah. Where it's like, um, I knew this one guy where uh, he helped his son get internships that other people can't get, and yeah. I'm just like, those other interns are not going to get a job, but this guy's son yeah, will. Exactly. Where it's like, why even bother if you're fighting against a producer's son? Yeah, you know, it's just like, what's the point? Or someone's nephew or something crap like that. It's just like you're not going to win. Yeah, and so it's like. Unless you have your own tool to get in with someone, yeah. it's like who's gonna help you? Do we sound jaded? <laughs> I that's the thing too. Yeah. It's like, are we jaded or do we figure out how the way the world works? Yeah. Because I feel like it's like even when we were talking earlier about like um, some of my views sound not feminist, but I'm like, are they the most feminist? Because I'm gonna tell you how to make it as a strong woman, which is crazy because I'm an extremely independent woman, yes. and I've, I really acknowledge how sexist the world was, and I use that in my favor. Versus like, if I had not figured out how sexist the world worked, I would not be successful. And I have to say, sex appeal is a skill. It's a skill, and people who deny that are just ugly people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. And I think even ugly people have sex appeals, but they just need to learn how to use it. They can use it. They can yeah. use their ugliness and make it work. Yeah. For them. And I just want to say, I want to say something. Uh, yeah, I think too. Like I used to think I need to work extremely hard in order to be successful, which I I still work hard. I still work very hard. But at the same time, sometimes I will also remind myself, well, Oliver. Maybe you don't need to work that hard. You can still be successful. You just need to find a way to, you know, find somebody and marry him. Well, no, I, but that's it. You're not working. You're working smart. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're working really hard, it'd be like, I even think about this with stand-up, but I could be wrong. But it's like, you know, the grind culture of like, let's do five mics a day, yes, five yeah, shows a day. And it's like... Does that matter as much as if you do one, one. really good show or like even one really good exactly. show? Exactly. I think it's about quality. It's about quality instead of quantity. Yes. Yeah. 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 Meeting 10,000 10, people, you just need one person that will actually Who's help good. you. Yeah. I know this one girl and she gets a ton of writing work and it's because she partnered up with like one really good showrunner and that showrunner always gets something and hires her yeah. it's like you don't need to meet meet, meet five showrunners yeah. just one that will always give you a job yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I like my friend and I talked about this about decluttering yeah where um, she wanted to try like a bunch of different jobs and so she had a bunch of like emails like giving her stuff and then when she's like no maybe I only want to try one of these jobs not all of them yeah. then she like cut out all the junk and was able to find a job easier because it was just one really Really streamlined process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I view the same thing with me as like, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but what I'm trying to do is like, I don't have too many friends. I don't have too many places I go. Yeah. And it's more like streamlined where it's just one really good relationship, one really good place that I do mics at, one really good place to do a show. And like, it's made me less stress. Exactly. And I think, I, I don't know, it's working for or me. Or one prone director who will give you prone project to write. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true yeah, though, yeah, right? Because it's, it's like, I don't want to be friends with like 20 different people because then you stretch yourself thin. I just don't have the time. I don't know if you and I, we talk about this. I think we have, like there's a theory that says that a normal person can only be in touch with 100 people at a time. Yes, it's pretty much that. Yeah, and I think that's true. And there's another saying about your five best friends or the five people you spend the time with 
the most that basically is a creation of you yes and so it's like okay if you're spreading yourself too much you you don't really get to get close to people exactly and i only really have time to be friends with like five people uh, so you are saying that it reminds me of all the sugar daddies that we talked about in the last episode they are spending their time with like 50 mistress so they don't <laughs> get close to any of them <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a mistress a day yeah yeah basically i feel like even a man with lots of families can only have seven one a day <laughs> there's no way you could do two families a day yeah exactly unless day. you have like three assistants yeah but even then it's like you can't do yeah that. yeah you can't yeah. do that oh my god Teresa, we talked about a lot in this episode as oh, well this episode went long too and we barely talked about your outfit yeah <laughs> I really like that we just, you know, improvise and we talk about all these random topics. Yeah, and then I feel like a pervert because I keep staring at your, like, crotch. But then it's such an interesting outfit. Do you find gay men sexy? I think they're sexy, but I is I don't feel the need to, to have fuck sex them. <laughs> But you know what's interesting, too, is I, I don't know if... Yeah, no, even when I see a straight man, if I don't find his if i don't know his personality or know him i don't i'm never like oh, i'm gonna fuck that guy either yeah. I, I don't feel it until i feel an actual connection. connection and i'm i think when i was younger i could literally just look at someone and be like i want to bone them yeah. but now it's a lot harder for me to be actually physically attracted they to need someone. to take you out to make you wet <laughs> <laughs> yes it's the effort yeah and it might have been because maybe it's like the sugar dating scenario or maybe it's just being older and just I don't know what it is but now it's like it just it's a lot harder to get me you there. are not just looking for actual romantic anymore you are looking for efforts I'm really looking for looking a real connection yeah, a real connection not some dude yeah. who wants to especially not some dude who basically to me wants to steal my vagina juices do you still believe in love oh man or do, do you I? only believe in efforts i guess but i think effort is love efforts is love because i think that like people who really care about you will put effort in like for instance like even, action speaks louder yeah like a friend or a family like if i have a birthday party and you wrote happy birthday on my facebook wall is not the same as you drove across town to come yeah eat with me. yeah and so i really think that having that person who drives across town is so much is more love love i think that is love yeah so i think friends can be love i think family so i do think love exists yeah. And so that's, yeah, I'm looking uh, for that now. One of my ex-boyfriend, one time he drove from Long Beach to Burbank just to see my comedy <gasps> show. That's, that's a big deal. love. <laughs> that's love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that's Lazy. love. Anyone can send a text. Yeah, yeah. So I always look for effort. Do you hate one word text? Hey. Yeah, put some effort in. It's like, <laughs> the text is already lazy, and now you're going to be lazy about the text. That's yeah. so lazy. Yeah. It doesn't even make me want to respond. Yeah. All right, Teresa, yes, has been a joy. Same to you, Oliver. Okay, let's show our Instagram handle. Well, find me on uh, Instagram at Oliver Wong Comedy and also TikTok. And you can find me on Instagram at Teresa Lowe Writer. And subscribe to our podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.